Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Stephen, filled with grace and power, was working great wonders and signs among the people. Certain members of the so-called synagogue of freedmen, Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and people from Cilicia and Asia, came forward and debated with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. Then they instigated some men to say, We have heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, accosted him, seized him, and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They presented false witnesses who testified, This man never stopped saying things against this holy place and the law, for we have heard him claim that this Jesus the Nazarene will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. All those who sat in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. The Word of the Lord. Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Though princes meet and talk against me, your servant meditates on your statutes. Yes, your decrees are my delight. They are my counselors. I declared my ways, and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous deeds. Remove from me the way of falsehood, and favor me with your law. The way of truth I have chosen. I have set your ordinances before me. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had fed the 5,000 men, his disciples saw him walking on the sea. The next day, the crowd that remained across the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not gone along with his disciples in the boat, but only his disciples had left. Other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they had eaten the bread when the Lord gave thanks. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. The Gospel of the Lord. Brother Fidelis, who will soon be food for worms. That was how a Mr. Mark Ray known to us as St. Fidelis of Cimmeringen, signed his last letter. You see, he was a hunted man, and he knew his death was approaching. Fidelis was born in Germany near the end of the 16th century in the wake of the Protestant Revolution that had shattered his country to pieces. A brilliant student, he became a lawyer, but at the same time, he led a penitential life wearing a hair shirt, abstaining from alcohol, and showing liberality to the poor. This last quality earned him the nickname of the poor man's lawyer. 
After becoming disgusted with the unscrupulous and crooked practices of so many in his law profession, Fidelis quit his law work and entered the Franciscans. He took the name Fidelis as an allusion to the promise of a crown of life to those who persevere in the faith, fide. Fidelis's constant prayer was that he might be preserved from sloth or lukewarmness. He would say, Woe betide me if I should prove myself but a half-hearted soldier in the service of my thorn-crowned captain. His devotion to the poor earned him a reputation, and his zeal converted many Protestants back to the one true faith. So at the request of the bishop, his superiors sent him and eight other Franciscans to preach among the Protestants in Switzerland. This was the first time since the Reformation that an attempt was made to reclaim the eastern part of that country from heresy. The Franciscans' efforts were met with threats of violence. Fidelis, of course, disregarded them, but he was quite aware of the fate that awaited him. The mission was blessed with the newly established Congregation for the Propagation of the Faith, with Fidelis named as its first director. Fidelis's daily sermons, instructions, and his own personal nightly prayers brought on great success to the venture, but inflamed the rage of his adversaries who roused the peasants to oppose him. On April 24, 1622, Fidelis preached a sermon with his customary fire on one Lord, one faith, one baptism, when someone fired a gun at him, but he missed the bullet lodging in the wall. After a great ruckus, some Protestants offered to protect Fidelis, but he declined, saying his life was in God's hands. Later that day, he was attacked by a mob who demanded he should repudiate his ancient Catholic faith. Fidelis replied, I came here to enlighten you, not accept your errors. They then beat Fidelis to death. He was 45 years old. The conversion of a Protestant minister who was present was one of the first fruits of the martyrdom of St. Fidelis of Sidmeringen, the proto-martyr of the Congregation for the Propagation of the Faith. My friends, we will all be food for the worms soon enough. The appointed time draws near. Let us then never keep that far from our minds. And in the meantime, let us pray that we never fall into spiritual sloth and lukewarmness. Let us not be half-hearted soldiers for our thorn-crowned captain. Instead, let us propagate the faith with zeal, even with our blood if we have to. Then, for our fidelity, we will win the promised crown of life. Mm -hmm.